It's the Heated Agreements Podcast with your host, Matt Thompson. It's the podcast where just agreeing with the host isn't enough. You have to agree for the right reasons. And now, here's your host, Matt Thompson. Welcome, everybody, to Heated Agreements. I'm Matt Thompson, your host. Joining me today, Peyton Payne from the Wrestle With This podcast and also uh, the Wrestle With This show, which you can find on YouTube. And today, it's it's apt that, that we have you on, Peyton, because we are, uh, we're using something that happened recently in the world of pop culture, in the world of wrestling, to kind of to, to dig into something that's wrong with the entire country and, and people who love almost anything. Uh, and that's the launch of AEW, All Elite Wrestling. They had their big new pay-per-view. I'll let uh, you uh, kind of go into what it was that just happened. Well, firstly, um, thank you for having me back on the show. It's good to be back. Um, you know me, I love talking about wrestling. So this is the perfect return episode. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been a minute since we did a heated agreement, and I'm glad. I think you were on the, the last one we did before uh, I had a new baby and before uh, you know life just got crazy. And I'm glad to have you as the return episode You know, to, to talk about something that we both enjoy. Yeah. So, uh, well, before we begin have you seen any of aew's content i mean i know the only show under the aew banner was double or nothing but did you ever see any of all in or anything like that so i never sat down and actually watched the entire episodes um or the entire events but i have seen clips and i've read the uh, the reports on them um so i'm familiar with it but i have not watched any of the actual like beginning to end production although like i said with a new baby i rarely get to watch the beginning and end of anything but i'm, I'm familiar enough with it mm-hmm. so and reading that stuff and kind of knowing about i mean what, what are your thoughts do you think because i mean personally to me a lot of people like i'm, I'm interested in all elite wrestling but t- to me it's it's a lot of hype and nothing else but hype and i think well, that let's, is, I mean, well, let's step that's back. the core of what we're talking about today is is AEW versus WWE and, and fan bases. I mean, to me, it seems like the AEW fans are just people that, for one reason or another, hate the WWE product and want something else to root for, no matter what that something is. And that something happens to be all elite wrestling and they're behind it 100% and it doesn't even matter what all elite wrestling is giving them. So that, that's a good sort of summary there. And I think not only did you touch on what all elite is, but you also kind of touched on the larger theme, which is when people have uh, something they love and there's a rival to it, they kind of automatically want their rival to fail for whatever reason, yes. they think if their rival fails, it like reinforces the fact that what they love is better. So let's give a little bit of background of what All Elite is for those who are listening to Heated Agreements who don't aren't familiar with what All Elite is. So everybody knows WWE. It's, it's the big behemoth. It is professional wrestling. When anybody thinks of professional wrestling who's uh, between the ages of probably 80 and 10 years old, they know all of, or they know WWE from Hulk Hogan all the way through now, Roman Reigns. It's yeah, always it's, it's been WWE. It's the Disney world of wrestling. Yes. That's what it is. And so, and with, you know, with your example of Disney world, because it's so big and because it's like the, has been the only game in town now for about 30 years since they put their other, 
uh, or about 20 years since they put their biggest rival out of business, um, there's a sort of a hatred for them because they're so big and they've stomped everybody else out. Anybody, any kind of upstart that's come up, WWE kind of squashes them. So the anti-WWE crowd has been looking for an alternative to rise up because everybody has their um, fond memories of the wrestling Monday Night Wars from the, the late 90s, early 2000s when WCW was there to counter what WWE was doing. So up comes All Elite Wrestling. And it's sort of the brainchild of uh, four wrestlers. It's the Young Bucks who are a tag team who have been on the independent scene for a while. Cody Rhodes, who's the the son of legendary Dusty Rhodes, who was in WWE for a long time and then left because um, he just was never getting a big push. He was never growing in the company, so he left and started going out in the independence and made a big name for himself. And Kenny Omega, a guy who's an independent darling, has been huge in Japan, but never has wrestled in WWE. So these four guys did a pay-per-view, uh, what was it, about six months ago, called All In. Mm-hmm. And yes. They did this by themselves, and it was a huge hit, and it was sort of a uh, an fu to WWE going, "Look, we're here, we can do this, even though we're not, a, we don't have the big backing." Well, all of a sudden, the big backing came in. Um, I can't remember what his name is, but it's the son of the is owner it? of the Jackson ja- or the Jacksonville Jaguars. His last name's Khan. I can't remember what his first Tony Khan is. That it? Tony Khan. Tony was what what came to me, but so it's the the son of a multi-billionaire, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, is now funding them and started a brand new promotion called AEW, All Elite Wrestling. So he took those four, their brainchild, pulled in a bunch of big names, started a wrestling organization. It's actually got money behind it. It's got an upcoming TV contract. And they just had their premiere, their very first inaugural pay-per-view recently called Double or Nothing. And it did huge numbers um, by all accounts, by a lot of wrestling fans. It was a big success. But where Peyton has been talking about it is, was it really a success? Or could they have done anything on that show? And it would have been lauded as something great just because of the hatred of the anti-WWE crowd. Did I sum that up up well enough? Yeah, but you summed it up perfectly. And, um, you know... For going all the way back to All In, I will. I watched the All In pay per view, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm a WWE guy. I've always been a WWE guy, but at the core of it, I love pro wrestling. You know, and uh, I will be the first one to admit. Uh, you know, I mean, we've had this conversation many times. WWE over the past few years has has not been the greatest. It has been lacking in entertainment when it comes to the so-called main rosters of Raw and SmackDown. So, And I would actually say, like, right now is about the worst I can remember WWE being since, like, the lowly period after Hulk Hogan left. Oh, yeah, I would 100% agree with that. So, uh... I'm I'm I would love to get excited for all elite wrestling. You know, I, I would love um a new good brand to come out because it it would make the WWE better. Just like late nineties when WCW made WWE better. You know, I think competition makes everyone better. But I watched all in and I gotta be honest, back then I really didn't get the hype because I didn't think it was that good of a show 
to me, it just looked like your average indie show that happened to be in a big arena. That's what I got from it. Um, I didn't think the matches were all that great, to be honest. And when it was over, I was like, yeah, you know, it wasn't bad, but I didn't think it deserved the hype that everyone else was giving it. So then, you know, AEW, the actual title of the company is announced. They do double or nothing. Um, I I will admit I didn't watch the full pay-per-view because I didn't feel like spending $50 (laughs) to get it. It's kind of tough because WWE has gotten their audience accustomed to just paying $10 a month and getting everything for that. It's kind of tough to go back to the old days of plopping down $60 for a three-hour show. Yeah, you know, and and that's one thing I, I think WWE has them beat in. Nobody wants to spend $50 for a wrestling pay-per-view anymore, you know, um, especially if you're not 100% sold into the brand. Okay, let me ask you this real quick because I, I hadn't even thought about this until just now, which is one of the reasons why, you, you know, you have these kind of conversations because it makes you think of things in a different way. But there was something about back in the day when you would when you would find a show you were interested in and you had to and you were going to put, you know, sixty dollars down. It felt a little more special because now when you turn on WWE Network, it's just like any other show because it's right there. You turn it on. Ah, if I want to turn it off, I'm only paying 10 bucks. I always go back and watch it later. When you spend that extra money, it, it it's almost like it means a little more. It's like, yeah, I bought this. This is going to be huge. It's going to be epic. It became an event. And also, the companies putting it on knew, okay, we've got to try to entice these people to spend $60 to, mm-hmm. to tune in. So we've got to make this a super card. Whereas WWE, they can almost get away now with not doing much because, hey, it's only $10. People, if they don't like this one, they'll watch the next one. They're not going to cancel WWE Network after one bad show. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And but but then I guess it, it goes to what is someone's definition? I mean, everybody might have a different idea of a wrestling supercard. Um like Double or Nothing, for instance. There was one match on Double or Nothing that I actually wanted to see. And Cody versus was, Dustin? You yes, Cody versus Dustin. And I did I did go back and I watched parts of the show um via other sources you know and that was that was one of the matches that i uh would you would you like to divulge that source and also your uh full name and address i will leave that part out of the conversation um but i can guarantee i wasn't the only one no so uh piracy is a crime they uh cody and dustin was the best part of the show. They put on a a great old school wrestling match. I was not overly impressed with the rest of the, of the show. Um, I thought honestly, and I'm going to use this word and I know you might be thinking, Oh, okay, well, you know, WWE could be called this, but I really thought the entire show was very, very cheesy Mm -hmm. and not, not even WWE cheesy. I mean, like, making wrestling look bad cheesy and what i mean by that is for anybody that watched the uh 
the the pre-show of Double or Nothing, uh, there was some matches on there, and the first match was the over the budget battle royal. And I I will admit that this battle royal, um, and I'm about I can already tell you I'm about to get a bunch of heat from this. If any AEW fans are <laughs> listening, this battle royal could have been one of the worst things I've ever seen in professional wrestling. Um. It was so bad and so cheesy, and there were it was it was basically a gimmick fest. Um, I mean, from from a guy in there, and and what I say here, anybody listening, this is not me knocking anybody. This is me looking at this from a wrestling standpoint. There was a guy in there with no legs. There was a guy in there that was completely painted yellow. There was a guy in there that literally every move he did was in slow motion. And that is not an exaggeration. It was in slow motion. Um, You know, it was just, there was a guy in there with a dinosaur mask on. It was just not that good. So it was a little too over the top. It was too over the top. And it, it was, it went back to kind of the all in thing where it felt like a, independent show and and this is where AEW is going to have their their problems. To me it seems like they're doing this for just the people who want to watch AEW. Like the only people who are going to enjoy this are the people who know they're going to enjoy it going into it and know what they're getting out of it. I like anybody that's oh there's a new wrestling promotion out. Well, I'll spend $50 and get pay-per-view. I don't think that they're going to attract fans like that. And so, that's where the WWE has them beat. Okay, so let's drill down to what the ultimate gripe is. Um is it are you coming at it from a you don't think people actually like AEW. You think people are just projecting and building it up because they dislike WWE. They're so yes. craving for anything else that they will overinflate how good this actually was. Yes, I, I 100% think that is is what's happening. I, If you were to watch uh, Double or Nothing or All In and, and really look at it from just you know going into it and and not going into it and thinking i'm gonna love this and like i'm really gonna dissect this show i don't think it's that great i think it's you want to believe that it's good because you hate this other thing so much so you're going to just tell yourself and everybody else that it is that good and i'll I'll tell you one reason why I think that the biggest indicator that what you're saying is is true, aside from the fact that that sort of happens with everything in our society now. But for wrestling fans, what's the biggest news that came out of AEW? Uh, well, the biggest news would be the debut of Dean Moxley. Ambrose or John Moxley, as they're calling him now. And. Aside from his small run-in, now just a little backstory on that for for people who who are still with us listening to the show who have no idea what AEW is. There was a character named Dean Ambrose who's been in WWE for like what eight years, nine years? 
Yeah. So he debuted a while ago. He's been up and down the card, primarily towards the top, meaning he's been one of the bigger stars. Um, he became so disenchanted with WWE toward the end of his, his tenure there, he refused to even negotiate about an, having a new contract and just decided to leave. It was like, nope, when my contract ends, I'm out. So his contract ended back in April. Double or Nothing aired in uh, like or mid-May. And so people hadn't seen it about it. There were rumors that he might show up, but nothing was official. He shows up at the very end of the show, jumps into the main event after it's over, makes his debut, and goes back by his original name, uh, John Moxley. So coming out of that, normally it's the debut would be the big news. Like, oh my God, there's John Moxley. He's 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 back. He's in there. But the biggest news aside from that, and since then, has been all the things he's been saying negatively about WWE. That's the news. And it's so big because there's that big anti-WWE crowd that is just hungry to hear anything that's going to slam it. So nothing from the card has been bigger than the negative press Moxley's giving towards WWE. And that's why I agree with you that the big story here and the reason why it's being so overly inflated with how great it was is because of the anti-WWE crowd. Because if it weren't, if it were the actual event, you'd be hearing more and more mainstream press about all these different things that happened at the show. But that was minute compared to all the things Moxley saying negative about WWE. Well, yeah. And then, you know, to add to your point, what's the second biggest thing that came out of that show? The second biggest thing that that came out of that show was Cody Rhodes destroying a throne that looks just like Triple H's throne with a sledgehammer. Yep. People ate that up. and, And, you know, as good as the Cody Dustin match was, that was the thing that people talked about the most after it was over. Oh my God, Cody Rhodes destroyed Triple H's throne with a sledgehammer. Everything out of this show, to your point, that is what people talked about was the stuff that was anti WWE. And I think that's AEW's problem here. Yeah. They they've said multiple times, oh, we're not trying to be competition or dethrone the WWE. We're trying to be our own thing. So far. I disagree with that because everything that I've seen is them trying to throw shade at the WWE. There was no reason for Cody Rhodes to destroy Triple H's throne at the event. I thought that, to me, that seemed childish and just out of place Mm -hmm. to me. I felt like that was trying to make a point that, that didn't need to be made and I mean, well, to me, that's, to me, that said, they know exactly who's watching this show. They knew exactly who their fan base is and they know what's going to make news. And if you're the if you're the up and comers yeah, and yes, it is low rent. But if you're the up and comers, you got to keep picking at the big dog because that's what's going to make news. And that's what's going to get your name in the press. And that's what's going to get people to tune in the next time is because they want to see, oh, my God, what's AEW going to do towards uh WWE next. I mean, that's how WCW got big was with their, their anti WWE stuff. So people would tune in now. Hatred of one thing cannot sustain the other thing that will not last. You have to eventually start putting out a good product, but right now they're just riding that wave of hatred of WWE. Well, yeah. And, and I, I know I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this comment, but you know, they're going to have to start putting out a good product. And I don't think other than maybe a couple people, 
the AEW roster is is not that great. Um, I think their main hitters. I'm going to say this. I Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, in my opinion, are some of the most overrated people in professional wrestling. I I've seen Kenny Omega wrestle, and I don't think he's that good. I think his character is is not that good. Um, I think his matches are every match I've seen Kenny Omega in. To me, it was his it was his opponent that made the match, not him. Um, I think the Young Bucks are all gimmick you know uh and it, what i mean by that is look at the things they've done kenny omega i don't know if you know this but kenny omega for years got his name wrestling blow-up dolls in indie events that's what he did that's how he became famous at the beginning <laughs> and the young bucks i mean other than all in and double or nothing the thing that what was his what was his Bucks, record against the uh, the blow up dolls? Did he have a winning record? Was he undefeated? Probably. I, <laughs> I never watched. I never watched any of the matches, so I couldn't tell you. You would hope you'd have a winning record. Um, but the Young Bucks, the, the thing that they got uh, most noted for over the past year was super kicking an eight year old girl at an indie event. I mean, so. What does that tell you? That that doesn't tell me you have talent. That tells me you're you're all gimmick and you're using these fans that only love gimmick wrestling to get to get promoted in the wrestling world. Um, Cody Rhodes is great. I was always a fan of Cody in the WWE. I thought Cody should have been pushed. He never was. Um, but you know, Cody is part of that family. I, I, all the members of the Rhodes families w- could have easily been world champions. So, are, you know? do you think that AEW is going down the path of WCW, which was, I mean, even back in the day in the '90s, uh, WWE was more sports entertainment. WCW was more wrestling. It was more wrestling of that you would see in an indie show. I mean, it had a lot of guys who were great wrestlers, but not very good gimmicks. And then, little by little, they got a couple of WWE guys, and those people were immediately pushed toward the top, and they sort of drew eyeballs. And then, little by little, the bigger names from WWE started going to WCW and legitimized it. Do you think that's what AEW is going to try to do, is like tread water with four or five big names and other people who can just like actually wrestle and then wait for the contracts of some of these other big stars to start coming over? And in filling out the roster, I think that's exactly what they're doing. Um, I mean, look, look, who their two biggest. Well, I'll, I'll say this: their their three to four biggest stars right now are Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, John Moxley, and Chris Jericho. Coming out of Double or Nothing, those were the biggest stars. Those are four former WWE guys. I mean, I, I think it's clear that they're going down that path. And, and but, but here's the difference. Out of those people, Jericho's the biggest name, but this is not the era where you're going to get mega names. I mean, it's not – WCW had Hulk Hogan and, and, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage and names that were 
truly mega stars. But you could argue that we live in an era where those people don't even exist. I mean, the last mega star was probably John Cena, and he's a part timer. For John Cena and Brock Lesnar are probably the only mainstream names that that people yeah. know. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that, and and I just I don't think that that AEW is going down the path to gain new fans and that is the where the wwe is bad as the main product might be right now the wwe still does stuff that aew i don't care what anybody says will never ever be able to compete with the wwe is a global giant it, it entertains people all over the world. It travels all over the world. They have brands all over the globe. And AEW will never be able to compete with that. They might become a Universal Studios, but they will never take down the Disney that is the WWE. So I just don't think that'll ever happen. So do you think it's a fair argument to say that it's like, People who like superhero movies are people who like WWE and people who like indie art house movies because, you know, it's more of the craft and it's not a big budget. You actually have to appreciate the art form of it is is AEW's crowd. You know, it's I mean, and because those people seem to to dislike it and especially the other way, like it seems like. I'll I'll stick with my movie uh, analogy. The people who love superhero big budget movies, they don't necessarily hate the people who like art house stuff, but they they just don't care. It's just like, uh, okay, whatever. Whereas the art house people seem to legitimately hate the fact that there are people, the idiot people out there who uh, are mind numb and actually like you know superhero movies. And I think yeah, that no. that's sort of like how it is with WWE, AEW. So you've got the brain dead masses, you know, the people who just haven't wisened up enough to know that WWE sucks. Those are the people who are like championing, championing AEW and are actively rooting for WWE to fail. Yeah, no, I think you're. Per- I mean, if you look at any comment, I mean, you know, social media is a cesspool of toxicity anyway. But every AEW fan on social media, all they do is rip apart WWE and WWE fans. That's all they do. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. you get on social media. Yeah. Have you ever seen an AEW fan not do that? No. And I think that's part of it is it's, it's a little brother, you know, little kid syndrome, little guy syndrome where you're like, I hate the big guy and I want this to succeed so much because I want the giant to pay for sucking because they're not doing things the way I want them to do. I think it's why look at Marvel and DC, look at how much, you know, the, the DC people want Marvel to fail so bad because, and I don't know why it's like Marvel failing doesn't automatically make the DC movies better. No, but but then on the flip side, Marvel fans really don't care if DC makes it or not. No, there's not you know. a there, now I will say now the Marvel fans and and I'll throw myself into this where I'm a a bit of a hypocrite is like when the X Men movies were happening and the the Fantastic Four movies were happening I really wanted those to do poorly because I eventually wanted Fox to stop making those so that the rights would revert 
back to Marvel because I wanted them in the MCU. But that was yes. that, that that I wanted to get because of a um, no pun intended an end game of I wanted those characters back in the MCU. But the Marvel versus DC, I don't understand why some people are like root against like please let that like the people who wanted Justice League to be just terrible. Like the, yeah. Mar- the Marvel people who were like, no, I want Justice League to suck. And it's like, why? What do you care? If you if, you're, if you don't care about the, Mar- the DC people, who cares if that movie's good or bad? Why are you wasting time on that? Why do you have a rooting interest in whether a movie's good? Yeah, and well, and you know, and this, I completely agree with you. And going back to wrestling, it's I just I don't understand why people can't just enjoy both. You know, I mean, wrestling is wrestling and I get everyone's going to have their style of wrestling that they like. But to just to despise something and want it to fail is ridiculous, in my opinion. So let me ask you this. With that said, do you care one way or the other whether AEW becomes good or bad? I mean, I think you said earlier that you wanted to succeed because you you want WWE to have some competition. Yeah, I think I think competition is what the WWE needs. I think some good competition could make the WWE product on Raw and SmackDown better, and I am all for that. I just, I, we got to be realistic here and understand that no matter what AEW does or how successful it gets, it's never going to run the WWE out of business. That's never going to happen. Anybody who thinks that is delusional. Something unbelievably catastrophic would have to happen in the sports entertainment world for the WWE to even remotely get close to shutting down. Yeah. So, but, but if, if AEW, you know, gets a little bit bigger and better and it creates some, some good competition, I'm all for it, but I don't, I don't see that yet. I mean, they've only had one show and I didn't think the show was, was that good? I thought it was all hype, and and it's just kind of annoying seeing all of these fans, you know, scream and yell about AEW is is a billion times better than the WWE, and it's going to dethrone the WWE, and it's going to take it out of business. And I'm and I mean, let's be honest, that's that's not going to happen. And the show was not good enough to do that. It just, it wasn't. Anybody with eyes could see that. And you know, in today's day and age, the quickest way to ruin something is social media, people, and because people in general just suck. I mean, people can ruin anything. And it's the people who automatically hate and overly hate or automatically love and overly love anything. And I think you can take it back to things like, you know, the, uh, the, the female Ghostbusters movie. I mean, before it even came out, you had people who... Either it was going to be the greatest thing ever, thank God they're finally putting women in a starring role, or people who were going to hate it because I don't care if it's good or bad, these aren't the original Ghostbusters and I hate it. And then you had these two people warring before a movie even came out. And so then once it did come out, and I've still not seen it, but the people who seemed like down the middle say, eh, not really a good movie. But you had the staunch defenders saying, no, no, you have to like this or else you suck and you hate women and you're never going to like anything new. And you had the people who were like cheering it all going, yeah, see, we told you it was going to suck. Ah. It, it just it becomes such a where it's not even about the actual thing anymore. It's just the warring fan bases. Yeah. And, and that that is literally 
every fan base of every franchise now. Um, I can't even, I mean, how many movies have come out over the past couple years that have been ruined at the, at, you know, by fake toxic fans. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say that. And I know the people who are toxic fans will never admit that they're toxic fans, but they are. If, if you're going to project hate on something and you don't have a valid reason for it, then you're a toxic fan. Um, I try to go, and you know this, we talk all the time about movies. I try to go into every movie with an open mind, and by the end of it, if I liked it, I liked it. If I thought it could have been better, it could have been better. I'll never sit there and say, I hate a movie before even seeing it, because that's ridiculous. You know, um, I mean, the last, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, you know that. And the past couple Star Wars movies have been ruined by toxic fans who who just want to see those movies fail and it's it's so irritating to see that absolutely agree and i think uh we wanted this will kind of almost be a part one of this discussion part two we're going to loop in uh one of our other good friends to talk about this is toxic fandoms and fan theories and how that's pretty much decimated and and sucked all the joy out of almost everything now when it comes to big uh, anticipated movies or uh, fan bases that are passionate. It's the these toxic fans or people who start spinning up all these fan theories and trying to guess how something's going to end. And then when it doesn't live up to it or it goes a different way than what they thought, they immediately bash on it and hate everything. And it's we just live in a culture where where it's it's better to hate things because you're more likely to get noticed on social media. If you start putting out there, oh, the new Star Wars sucked and here's 10 reasons why, that's going to get a lot more clicks than, I love that new Star Wars movie. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all about getting noticed now. I mean, if you liked it, you have no reason to post anywhere that you liked it. Right. You know, if, if, if you didn't like it, you're going to have a hundred more reasons to post that you didn't like. I mean, that and, other and stuff. I think just to prove it, I'm going to title this, uh, this podcast, Reasons Why AEW Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably get it. it'll get a lot more clicks than if I just typed out, you know, a civilized debate on the discussion of WWE versus AEW and toxic fandom. No, hey, it's all about clickbait at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And uh, real quick, I just to end this, I think it, to go back to the topic of wrestling, real quick. One last thing I, I would like to say or discuss here is. I've said I I don't think they will ever have a chance at taking down the WWE. It's impossible. My opinion, and I think you might agree with this, the real war here is going to be AEW and NXT. That's the real war, and that's what I think the hardcore fans are going to be looking forward to the most. Take away Raw and SmackDown in the bigger picture. Put AEW against NXT, and that's where it's going to get interesting. I'm with you, and I think we will wrap this one up. We'll uh, jump back on again on our next episode and talk more about toxic fandom and how much we hate people, and uh, you know, and see if we can sprinkle in some Star Wars, some Game of Thrones, uh, maybe even some Harry Potter. You know, anything else that we want to throw in there from the the big, you know, big tent fandoms out there. Peyton, thanks again for joining. Uh, glad to see you get so passionate about the uh, the industry you love so much. 
Yeah, and uh, if anybody, you said it at the beginning of the podcast, uh, everybody out there listening, make sure to go check out Wrestle With This, where uh, both me and you yeah. have big roles in that one, and it is... It's fun, and all wrestling fans can enjoy it. Exactly. It's got a little bit uh, something for everybody. People who like old school, uh, old school feel of wrestling. People who uh, like the the more WWE ness of uh, some, uh, you know, the entertainment value. It's all in there. You like comedy. You like sketch stuff. You like some action and, and, and barbed wire. And it's all there. AEW fans that like legless guys and dinosaur masks. <laughs> it's all there. We, I don't. I volunteer not to be the legless guy. <laughs> I love. I'll work for my craft, but not that much. So, but, uh, no, thanks for having me. It was fun. All right, it's been heated agreements. We'll see you next time.